0: I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Tammy McVeigh. Tammy is a business and lifestyle strategist. Who supports entrepreneurs who are, really, who are ready to up their game personally, mentally, professionally, and need help taking it to the next level. From Marine to Mentor, Tammy knows what courage, confidence, and commitment it takes to keep driving to make your life and the lives around you better. Through her unique adventure retreats and mentoring, Tammy helps people become the leader of their lives. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so first question is always the same. What was your first job? My very
1: first job was Burger King. Oh, no. Yeah. I've worked there for two and a half years, oh, believe wow. it or not, like all through high school. And uh, as I've gone on my journey, I actually reflect on that time a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what was it that I loved about that job? Mm-hmm. And uh It was just that game, that rush, you know, trying to beat drive through times, like (laughs) silly things, but,
0: uh, and then interacting with people. Uh It's so funny. I do find like, and I say this all the time, but like what we, kind of our first jobs a lot of the time kind of lead into where we end up in life. Mm -hmm. I've had so many people on the podcast have been like, you know, I had a mowing or I was selling lemonade or I was like, you know, I was, I've been an entrepreneur since I was born basically. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, sold lemonade or I did whatever that was entrepreneurial and then they end up. You know going to corporate or whatever and then running their own businesses <laughs> so i just think it's very interesting um i worked in a lot of restaurants too yeah.
1: well i've had a really diverse background and so it's not like one thing has really led to the other uh-huh. but now like just pulling in pieces of mm-hmm. all those journeys it's been great yeah it's interesting
0: how they all kind of create something different um mine's Pretty diverse, too. (laughs) So, tell us a little about your time in the Marine Corps um, and what characteristics did that time um, or experience enhance in you, just like you were talking about?
1: So, when I was in high school, I was an honor student, but Mm -hmm. my family didn't have money. And so, to me, college was like this big, expensive thing. Mm -hmm. You needed to know what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And the military had always intrigued me, uh, serving my country. And uh, I wanted to go in the Air Force but the air force recruiter told me i could be a secretary or a cook and i'm like well i don't want to do You're that like, i'm
0: not too tall to fly <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, so then the army recruiter like he kept hitting on me and it was so it was creepy and so I didn't even want to go in the army and so I just thought okay that's it and then like the marines I thought those guys are crazy mm-hmm. and um my boyfriend in high school his sister was a marine oh, wow. and so she came to visit she was uh stationed in Hawaii she was pretty she's having the time of her life I'm like oh I can do that <laughs> so I joined the marine corps and uh She ended up. She was an admin, HR, Mm -hmm. so basically a secretary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at that point, I hadn't even thought about that anymore. Yeah, that's what I wanted.
0: Like, I just don't want to cook. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't cook now. So I was. uh, I remember sitting at the dining room table with my mom and the Mm -hmm. recruiter, and my mom said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And I said, "If I don't do this, I won't do anything." Mm -hmm. Why I thought that, I don't know, but uh, I just remember that moment vividly. And so, uh, looking back, I just realized, like. How much that shaped me at such a young age. Mm-hmm. I enlisted when I was 17. Wow. And uh, just my confidence and my drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to complain about things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just drive through and make it happen. And mm-hmm. I, I just know that I can get through things. And I just, I took that for granted. Yeah. When you're so young, you just, you do that's what you really do. Interesting.
0: interesting. Um, you were just saying you could pick a Marine out. Oh, out, yes. And you just, you all have a bearing that's just very like confident and solid. And I think that's probably how you're picking out other Marines, but you can just can tell, like, you know, it's very different. Something
1: about like the way you guys carry yourselves. Mm -hmm. And even uh, you know, I do a lot of work now with different uh veterans. And when I was in the Marine Corps, I was only around Marines. Mm -hmm. But now that I've gotten older and I've got done different things, like one thing I'm really grateful for is the Marine Corps really instills this sense of tradition mm-hmm. and this loyalty to the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And so the Marines, like it could be the Marine Corps birthday and I may never met them, but let's go have a beer. Mm-hmm. Like it's just how we are. Whereas a lot of the other branches, they're loyal to each other that they've served with, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like the Army or the Navy. Yeah. It's, so it's those guys, the guys they were yeah served in combat with. Mm-hmm. Like that's the closest I've seen that kind of bond.
0: There's less Marines though, right? Oh,
1: absolutely! Yeah, there's a lot the of less. women Marines make up point zero 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 three
0: percent of the population. That's crazy. <laughs> of the military population, or uh, of the, the Marine U- population, U.S. population. Holy cow! Yeah, percent. So, did so, you have any other women in your? Uh, when I went to cork? school, it was two hundred
1: men to every woman, and so you had to really uh, just stand your ground. Um, you know, really demand that respect mm-hmm. um, and then once they get to know you, then absolutely brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I actually got to my unit, I was around more women, mm-hmm. but still the ratio was so small.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So you were in a radio op, what did you do? Uh, I was aviation radio repair okay. and um, my unit was one of the first to go to Desert Storm. Oh wow! But they went so quickly, they said no women in combat. Mm. And so my unit left and there were 12 of us that stayed behind, uh, women and then a couple of injured guys. Mm-hmm. And um, that was it was really a difficult time just watching everybody else go, not feeling like you're contributing, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, staying behind like I was on guard duty nonstop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, so I still did my part. Mm -hmm. uh, But at that time, it was talks of weapons of mass destruction. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were going through mustard gas training like you had no idea what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. And so now I just have such respect for. Um, all those that have served in Iraq and Afghanistan mm-hmm. because I know the training they went through and I just give them a safe space to
0: yeah. share. We have a good friend that's a Army Ranger. Mm. Um, and he, I think he's done finally, but he did a lot of like deployments. Yes. I don't know. I did not marry a military person <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you took on a software developer role after that. That's very interesting. How did you end up um, at CH, was it C2HM Hill? <laughs> I can never, I never know what it is. Yeah,
1: it was CH2M Hill. They're yes, spot out by something. Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was married to a Marine mm-hmm. and he uh, got orders out here to Denver. Mm-hmm. And so that's what brought me here. And so I just went through a temp agency and this guy was going out for back surgery and they needed somebody to work in their data center. And I didn't have any computer experience other than doing my resume, and uh, but I had this technical background. So Mm -hmm. they brought me in, and I started picking things up quick, and then they decided to move their company headquarters out to Denver. And so they were doing a bunch of hiring, and so they kept me on, and I ended up being there for 20 years. I evolved into this software developer. Uh, So it really is crazy. I just happened to be
0: at the right place at the right time. Wow, that's really crazy. So, um, So what prompted you to take the leap to coaching? So when I was in
1: corporate, uh, like when I moved to Colorado, I was fortunate that I met some friends that were really adventurous. Mm -hmm. And I didn't grow up with money or traveling or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So they're like, hey, we're going to go mountain biking from Telluride to Moab. And I was like, okay, I didn't even own a bike. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. That sounds cool. So over time, I kept doing more and more things with Mm -hmm. my friends in my, in my spare time. Mm -hmm. And uh, health and fitness was always a passion of mine, just Mm -hmm. going to the gym. Uh, For me, I I think just the the Marine Corps in general, just that strength, Mm -hmm. like as long as I'm feeling strong, Mm -hmm. like I just, I have to keep nurturing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in my personal life, like I kept doing that. And then my career was taking off but for me it's always been that that big picture Mm -hmm. that uh how you show up uh even in in your business like Mm -hmm. just whether or not you're happy and you're you know enjoying life like it it all feeds into each other and people tend to compartmentalize a Mm -hmm. lot and so it's been one of those things that just it, it drove me crazy uh along the way like just watching different people uh, struggle from that and so i knew that i wanted to interact more with people like there were mm-hmm. days i could go in and sit in my cubicle and put on music and just write code all day and mm-hmm. not talk to anybody mm-hmm. and i just i was i was missing that side i felt like it was
0: time for a new uh, new chapter i love it i think um i think it's interesting that i actually really didn't realize how much like my jobs had impacted the rest of my life and how i felt like or how I interacted with my kids or how I interacted with my husband or, like, what my energy levels and stuff were until I left. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, you know. My husband actually just hopped jobs, too, and he's like, this is what it's like to work somewhere where people are happy (laughs) and like it here and, like, care about each other and stuff. Yep. Because it's a completely different culture. Um, It's one that, you know, people are, like – happy to be there and he's like i guess he was talking to somebody who was also new and they're like it's kind of odd they're all really happy (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like that's what it's supposed to be like and i've been telling him for a while it's like culture scrap culture scrap you gotta get out you know whatever bringing us all down and uh he's finally dead and it's just been so interesting to watch him like be like Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: And you don't know what you don't know. Like if you're right. just cruising along and you're doing your project and you have your coworkers mm-hmm. that you enjoy and mm-hmm. you commiserate with, like mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Yeah.
0: He's also, you know, the company he's working for now, like, also understands that you can't really project manage and do. Mm. But he was doing and trying to project manage, and then it was just, it was a whole disaster. Yeah. Culturally, I had to deal with that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't work. Um. Great. So there are lots of coaches, and I put them in my. And my thing, because there's a lot of business coaches or mentor coaches, or, you know, I don't know what you all call each other, but um, each with a different approach. What makes your program different? You know, you talk about the, all the
1: different coaches, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find a way to express myself and like what makes me different mm-hmm. and, and studying all these other people. I remember pretty early on in my journey, uh, a, a girl posted in a, a Facebook group, like, oh, I got my confidence coach certification what? Like, <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I have a certified in confidence. It's called boot camp. Um, and so I just, it's called deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it really has been that, that power. Mm-hmm. I think people, I mean, right now the empowerment is such a big trendy mm-hmm. word, but I think that people are afraid to really unleash that side to themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me that that's like it, being that encourager and lifting people up and realizing like i don't have to be afraid of my background mm-hmm. i don't have to be afraid of all these things i accomplished it's not bragging it's who i am mm-hmm. and i really start to own all that they are mm-hmm. uh and so I, I think that that is really what makes a difference because confidence and self-doubt, it shows up in all kinds of ways. And even people that don't think they have a confidence mm-hmm. issue, uh, simple things like procrastination. Mm-hmm. Like If you procrastinate, a lot of times there's this like hidden confidence thing, like worried about what people are going to think mm-hmm. or
0: uh, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. you know. So. Or like feeling like you don't know or you don't, you don't have enough to offer. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I'm laughing because we've got goals and stuff up over here. So, you um, know, Steve and I were talking about you should do a mastermind. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I know, yes. right? And I, and I do have a lot to offer. So he's just like this and this and this and this, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, great. And so it's just a pause to like remember what we do know. Mm-hmm. You know what we are experts at. Yeah. Um, I'm an expert at outside eyes, and processes and systems. You know, I can look at something and be like, okay, let's process this. So. Um, the confidence, I think, to also, like, to do the work to figure out what you're really good at, too. Mm-hmm. Or to, like, to know what is is a good energy expenditure yeah. for you. And what you're actually really enjoying. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of it, too. I have realized having my own business, I was like, I'm just going to do tax returns. And I'm like, I hate doing tax returns. Like, the actual <laughs> tax returning. Yeah. I want nothing to do with that. But I learned that by actually going and doing other things, like podcasting and mm. all of that. And I was yeah. like, I don't that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's all a big experiment. It is. All, it is. All big experiment. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't matter like what level you're at. Uh-huh. Like if you're at a million dollars and you want to go to three million dollars, like there's that whole confidence. Like mm-hmm. do I belong in that room of the other three million dollar earners? And so uh, or even just when you're ready to start your podcast, mm-hmm. like it's just little baby steps, but they're big to that person taking that. Yeah. next step
0: I've gotten a lot better at leaps <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <so am> I. <laughs> <laughs> um when we started the pod- when we started the podcast uh, 2018 was the year that i said yes to things that were scary mm-hmm. uh the podcast was terrifying the spartan beast was even more terrifying and i <laughs> said yes to both of those things and i was like okay i'm done for a little bit we all have to you know have to recoup <laughs> but um it's pretty funny never doing the spartan again but you know um, so your three value pillars are courage, confidence, and commitment. Why those three?
1: Well, like I said, the confidence is just mm-hmm. like the base one. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the the courage and the commitment. And so that commitment really is like, well, what do you want your life to look like? Because Mm -hmm. even right now, like if you're in business and things are going really well, like that is not going to define your life. Mm -hmm. It's that big picture of what you're really driving for. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then just having that courage to keep pivoting and trying new things and really start to explore Mm -hmm. to see, well, what else is next or what else am I capable of? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that it's the way that I drive my life Mm -hmm. where do i need more courage how can i show up like what am i committed to Mm
0: -hmm. i think a lot of people i I love that you do the commitment because we talk about goal planning all the time um and a lot of us don't realize that we have our businesses for something else Mm -hmm. or for something we want on the back end or because a lot of the time we do we just don't know that we do Mm -hmm. but it's in our mind but we're not actually making steps to get there a lot of the time um, but I ask people all the time, so what does your business give you? And they're like, well, it gave me my salary from my old, no, 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 no. What is your business going to give you? Like, why are you even here? And people are like, oh, people don't ask me that, you know? Yep. What and do it, you want? Yeah.
1: And it's not about balance because when you're really excited about something and you're lit up, mm-hmm. like, and you want to go all in, mm-hmm. that's fine as long as you feel like you're not, like, neglecting something. Like, mm-hmm. if you're neglecting your family mm-hmm. to really do that thing, mm-hmm. then it'll eventually catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, finding those things that light you up but also making sure that you, you're you're keeping your uh, – you're stoking the fires that mm-hmm. need to be stoked.
0: Yeah. Um, I've been pretty bad at that lately. Um, I was making Trello boards at 7 o'clock last night. But it's really our goal planning time plus our ramp-up time for tax season. And it's just like I have to, you know, a lot of this stuff just needs to be mapped out for me mm-hmm. so I can start executing. My um, husband's like, you're still, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> to bed. So tell us about your retreats.
1: So the retreats, uh, like I said, when I moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, met these friends and I was doing these things and I realized like how much personal growth I would have in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so when I started my business, I knew that that was something I wanted from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But I had this story in my head that it was going to be this big undertaking and I wasn't ready. And all of a sudden one day I just had the epiphany, like I've been doing this for decades with friends. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm just going to, you know, charge people to come with me. And so I. Uh, I believe in that total immersion Mm -hmm. because we could have this really great conversation. It could spark ideas for you. Mm -hmm. And then off you'll go about your day. Whereas if you actually escape, Mm -hmm. you know, all these business owners, they work so hard for something. You talk about like, what are you working for? Mm -hmm. You know, you have this vision of freedom, but you're not like taking that time for freedom. Mm -hmm. So to be able to give somebody this experience that. Challenges them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because there are all kinds of yoga retreats. But for me, it's that those little moments that scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I took a group to Belize and we went swimming with sharks, so and cool. uh, it, they really are pretty mellow. You know, there's laying on the bottom, but in your head, you got this story. Like I'm gonna get my arm chewed off, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, by the end, you're petting them and trying mm-hmm. to hold them, and you realize like it really isn't so bad. And so it's it's that. Yes, it's that powerful week, but then the most uh, – the best part about it is that once they leave, mm-hmm. there's that added just fuel mm-hmm. to them, and then they feel more confident. So then they do something a little bit differently in their business, and then the next thing you know, it just starts to just snowball and take effect.
0: That's really cool. So I guess that was one of my next questions was um, how does – How does your uh, retreat programming help entrepreneurs fast track their growth? So is it through, like, just higher tolerance for... Uh, so, I, uh,
1: so I've done a uh, couple of different kinds of retreats. Mm-hmm. So I've done uh, like beach villas, like luxury villa. I really make it a point where I want to do that one <laughs> <laughs> where they just show up. That's and, my kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And then to be around other like-minded people to have mm-hmm. those conversations. Uh, and so those tend to be a, a more transformational. It's a lot of deep work. Mm-hmm. And so it's once they leave, all of a sudden they start to realize like these things we had been talking about. They see it start to crop up in their life that mm-hmm. they just tolerated before. That's really cool. And so also And they're like, my last retreat, uh, I had a girl message me like six weeks afterwards out of nowhere, just said, you changed my life on the deepest level. And because it's a lot of time, it's that it has to you have to start seeing it show up. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one like my upcoming one is Portugal. Mm -hmm. We're going to be biking along the coast. And so it's much more physical. And the thing that I love about that is you have to get from point A to point B. Like, there is no other option. You're not going to call a taxi. Like, you will get through. And to Mm -hmm. have somebody like me Mm -hmm. being the Marine, encouraging them, Mm -hmm. like letting them know that they can do it. uh, Once they, they do that, one of my clients said, this makes me feel stronger than I ever thought possible. Mm-hmm. And she next thing you know, she was she'd been working like on thirty-five to five thousand dollar projects. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, she was doing thirty thousand dollar proposals. And she okay. told me she said, I never could have talked those numbers if I had if we didn't have that
0: experience. That's amazing transformation. Yes. For somebody to go to yeah. thirty thousand.
1: And a lot of people will hire to do that yeah a lot of people will hire business coaches because they're like oh you want to make more money hire this business coach mm-hmm. but behind the scenes they're doing a lot of personal development mm-hmm. and people don't realize that they're yeah. like getting in there and so for me it's like uh, let's just cut to the chase like let's go on that that personal and then business development and like you I'm a very systems mm-hmm. uh, driven person from my software days mm-hmm. and so to figure out well how can we make things more efficient for you yeah I love that yeah Uh,
0: Hold on, okay, you just did that. All right, so what's coming down the pipeline for you guys after Portugal in March? So actually, after uh, Portugal, I plan on doing some
1: local retreats here in Colorado. Oh, cool. Uh, shorter ones. Because uh, a lot of business owners, it's really hard to get away for that length of time, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to do it. They're going to want to spend it with their family. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've recognized that. And uh, I have all kinds of connections here in Colorado. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yurts. Um, Is there going to be yurts? <laughs> <laughs> there could be yurts. There could be yurts. <laughs> I always laugh about the yurts. My husband's like, we're going go stay in yurts. I'm like, OK, bye. I don't camp. There's no camping. Yeah. Three days of my tolerance for camping. <laughs> Probably 48 hours. Because mm. then I'll be like, I need a shower. An actual shower. No. <laughs> so the shower I have to a Solar for. shower. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so before I ask my last question, what uh, was the easiest way for people to find you? Uh, TammyMcVeigh.com.
1: Mm-hmm. I tend to hang out on Facebook the most, okay. uh, but I am on, you know, all the different social media channels. Awesome. You're so. on LinkedIn also. Yes. Um, and we'll
0: link everything in the description box. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff on the website. Was, yes. Yes. And then uh, on Facebook, I do uh, live videos a lot, too. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, I need to hop on there. Awesome. Um, so final question. What is the one thing every entrepreneur could do today to make a positive impact on their lives and their business well-being. A positive impact. Honestly, I think
1: what I found in my experience Mm -hmm. is really giving back in some way. Like Mm -hmm. people underestimate the power of volunteering. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it doesn't have to be like this really big endeavor. that just the whole pay it forward Mm -hmm. that can make all the difference, especially if you're struggling, like all of a sudden you, you help somebody so simple Mm -hmm. uh, that you just realize like how blessed you really are Mm -hmm. and how grateful you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's the thing about the retreats too. Like you get away and yes, there's that experience, Mm -hmm. but it's also a reminder of what everything you have going for you here and the opportunities that are available to you. I love that. So the more you
0: get out there and help, the more opportunities will come your way. I love that. And there's so many different ways to help. So I used to spend a lot of time at our church running the kids stuff. And I stopped doing that. But now I find myself, um, you know, 20 bucks here, 50 bucks here. You know, people who need help getting on their feet, just Venmoing mowing them some money. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of ways that you can help others um, with your businesses and with your, you know, it doesn't have to be a ton of time. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times, when people are volunteering, they're doing something like say you speak all the time at your mm-hmm. church, but then all of a sudden, if you have to speak at your business on stage, you're terrified. And so, if, if you can also realize, like you've been doing this, like just in my retreats, like mm-hmm. realize I've been doing that for decades with friends. And so, it, you know, volunteering is a good way to practice yeah. where there isn't a lot of skin in the game. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. He said, "There's e-bikes."
1: Oh yes, on yeah. So Portugal, uh, people have the option to do e-bikes, mm-hmm. and those things are like mopeds. What is the longest leg? The very first day is 44 miles, oh, so overall we'll ride about 150 miles for the week. Um, I did and 104 in,
0: 144 in two days. Y'all can do that. That's great. And I, I, I died, but you know.
1: <laughs> and the great thing is,
0: is like that's your job for the day. Yeah, you know, that's so, all you have to do.
1: Yeah, so you ride a little bit, like oh, let's go check out this castle, and then mm-hmm. oh, let's go ride a little bit and let's have some mm-hmm. tapas, and so yeah, uh, it really is a cool way to see a country. Yeah, that's much funner than just
0: trying to do 70 miles a day yeah. or all-inclusives oh yeah that's fun yeah there's all-inclusive where you can ride bikes around there oh properties yeah. that's my kind of <laughs> that's kind of my bike riding <laughs> yeah awesome tammy well thank you so much thank you
1: this has been fun
0: thank you so much for listening or watching be sure to subscribe on youtube itunes or wherever you prefer to listen if you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review until next week be abundant